this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Welcome to episode 249 of Kim's Opinion is Wrong. <laughs> That's joining us here today. Hi, Kim. Hi. Kim. I, I brought my wrong opinion with me again. Yeah, let's just, I mean, to, for today's episode, we watched the 1982 uh, John Carpenter, I mean, technically remake, The Thing. Uh, so Kim, just general, uh, did you love this movie? No, love that's is a, a strong r- word that I only use in certain circumstances. That's already a pretty wrong opinion, Kim. <laughs> I would say I can tolerate this movie and oh, I Kim. appreciate might... moments of it. You're saying some pretty wrong shit right now, Kim. <laughs> Good night, everybody. It's <laughs> pretty on brand. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you a question right off the bat. Okay. And then we'll get into more of the details. Okay. What to you is the better horror movie? John Carpenter's The Thing or whoever directed The Nun's The Nun? Oh, no. (laughs) Don't put me in this situation. (laughs) All right. Well, that tells us everything we need to know. I think they're pretty much the same in my books. (laughs) Oh, God. The things that you're saying. Like I can like them and I do like the nun because there's like good moments in it. And I'm, I'm just fond of nuns generally because of sister act. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot we did sister act two and that was it. Did they ever that make That was my three? first one here. It was. Weren't they, weren't they supposed to make a third? I don't know. I mean, I don't want them to, I want to live in the glory. That was SA two. According um, to this, it releases August 16th, 2024, and it is called Sister it? Act 3, colon, Kicking the Habit, because that's a turn of phrase, Kim, but also the like the hats that none wear, that a nun wears, that's called a habit. So you oh, can I didn't see know why that. that. Yeah, because so you can two, see why that's a funny name. It Well, 2 is back in the habit, and I just assumed it was the habit of being... Oh, like needed to help. That's the Hollywood wordplay. That's why the writers are on strike right now because they need top dollar for that kind of, you know, that kind of phrasing. That sounds sarcastic, but really, sounds pay the, sarcastic. yeah, I, that, I pay the writers what they want. Jesus Christ. Yeah, seriously, they've earned um, it. Pay the money. Pay the money, and I think there's other things on top of it, right? Like make sure it's that res- they have job stability. Yeah, and residuals, which is coming into right here. We're already getting on a tangent, but did you see that Disney Plus last night basically announced, oh, yeah, we're going to yank a whole bunch of original Disney Plus content off of our service, including things like the Willow series, which I think is six months old at most. Um, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know too much about it, but my understanding is if you yank it from your service and people can't watch it, that gets you out of things like paying residuals because, you know, when a thing is streamed enough times my understanding is that you know here's your residual check because this is performing really well on streaming 
So if you're like, you know what, cut our losses, no one gets anything, yank it off the service. And maybe another streaming service buys it, or maybe a whole bunch of shows are about to just vanish into the ether forever. Oh, I hate streaming so much. Yeah. I, mean, I hate streaming. I hate streaming before I knew that. And now I hate it even more. So. Yeah. As always, we haven't said it in a while, but we support physical media around these parts. If you love something, get it on a damn disc because yeah. who knows? I need to get women talking on DVD. Do it's I out to there. Do it on Amazon? Uh, do I promote talk, Amazon? <laughs> let's talk offline. Okay. <laughs> I have connections. When okay, you're good. this deep in physical media, you make connections. So. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out offline. But uh, we did the thing. Kim, you have no history with the thing. I don't have any history of the thing. And I will say for that reason, like I don't I didn't even know the plot. Um, And I will say that made the first 15 minutes of this movie really good. I really liked the good opening. But I did see the image of the dude's head on the spider body in the past, like just as a still. And I had no idea that that was part of the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, the whole opening, because my, you know, full disclosure, this is, if not incredibly close to a five-star film for me. I watched it way back in our horror movie discovery days. And my opinion as a youth was dumb because it was basically oh it's really really takes a long time to get to the gore i wanted to see the gore stuff and now as a mature adult with better opinions i can appreciate like you said the opening 15 minutes where we the audience and the characters have no fucking clue what is happening what the situation is how to deal with the situation and I really I like that. that situation. Like, cause they kept, obviously the dog plays a really big role and I didn't know that. I'm like, oh, it's just a dog in a movie, but they kept going back to him in the shots and like really making an effort to say, this is kind of a big moment in the film. And I was just like, okay, I get it. The dog is cute. Let's move on from the dog. But it's actually, I don't know. It was very well strategically done, I would say. Yeah. And it's one of those where if any one of the main characters understood or spoke Norwegian, the whole movie could have been resolved because the of Norwegians they, get a bad rap. <laughs> they don't subtitle it, but when, so again, we're going to spoil the thing pretty mercilessly. Uh, so if you want to, you know, go check it out for you before we do so, the opening of the movie is, so there's, you know, Kurt Russell and this band of science people who are in the Arctic doing science stuff. And a helicopter chasing and shooting at a dog rolls into Very their camp. Badly shooting at a dog. Very poorly shooting at a dog. Uh, the helicopter crashes. The dude continues to shoot at the dog. One's like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this guy? And he starts yelling in Norwegian and the movie doesn't subtitle it. But if you look it up, he is actually saying that isn't a dog. It's just pretending to be a dog. It's some sort of thing. Get away from it. But to them, it's just this dude is shouting at us and shoot and when he's trying to shoot the dog he accidentally shoots one of the main guys so they eventually take him out in self-defense and in a way seal their fates for the rest of the movie whereas one person on the team went oh he's saying that this is a thing maybe we should break this dog's neck and then drink some whiskey but no i don't think they would have 
like even if they had that communication like there and people could understand what that guy was yelling I don't think they would have believed him because if somebody like walked into your work area and just said this is a thing it's a thing you gotta get rid of the thing you'd be like okay this guy's crazy (laughs) yeah that's that is also a fair point if I was at work and <laughs> a guy speaking a language I didn't understand crashed a helicopter and started shooting at a dog. I, as a, as an admirer and fan of dogs and not getting shot. Yeah. that's probably fair. But that's what I think was so smart that it's like, it's not a human that's first, I guess their body's not infiltrated first. It's, it's a dog. It's an animal that everybody loves and finds adorable. And this one's really well behaved. So they planned it out really well. And then they have that character who really loves animals. And it's just like, I would prefer to be with the animals than the people around me. So you have no reason, I think, as a viewer to look at that dog and go, oh, shit, there's something wrong here. Unless you yourself are a monster. Yeah, that must have been a good oh, shit moment for you when they kennel the dog with all the other dogs. And then the thing dog just starts tentacling and absorbing the other like, oh, it the was region was right. I had a lot of issues watching the dogs die more than I had watching the people die. I was like, Which no, bring this fair. out of the cage. Yeah. I mean, my one kind of criticism against the movie is you have a core group of characters that mostly just exist to have a decent number of people to suspect. Like it's hard to really point at them and say, well, what's the, what is that character? And, you know, I'm not going to fault it too much because I think everything else around it makes up for it. But Kurt Russell is there to be Kurt Russell. Like he's the badass because he's Kurt Russell. And then they're all yeah. scientists. So it's not really that's the smart guy. It's like there's the badass. And then Keith David is kind of like, you know, the the more reserved badass, but is still pretty much there to be a badass because you don't hire Keith David if you don't want him to be a badass. Um, and then like yeah, the person who loves animals. And then there's like the kind of the doc so there's, I guess that's the smartest of the smart guys. Yeah. I had to look this up because it was reminding me a lot of Alien. And I really like Alien. And this movie came out a few years after the release of it, Alien, correct? It did. This yeah. was 82. Alien was... 79? 79? That sounds right. Okay. And then this was... This one is a remake of a movie called the from the 50s called The Thing from Another World. Ooh. But I haven't seen the thing from another world in a while. And other than the thing part of it being in the same font and there being aliens, I don't remember a lot of overlap. Like the thing in that is an actual alien dude running around, if I remember right. Mm. This... I guess, I, I don't know if the thing has a true form, maybe the thing at the end that we see is the closest to it, but mostly the thing just gets in you and then does a bunch of insane stuff to your body, like put teeth in your belly. So when a guy tries to use defibrillators on your belly, your uh, big your well, that tummy scene turns was into good. a big old mouth and rips them arms off. I really appreciated that because there wasn't, um, there were a few jump scares. There weren't that many. And I like that it wasn't just jump scare after jump scare after jump scare. And it really is just like a whodunit. Like who is the the thing right now? And that's what I really like about it is I can now appreciate 
the the setup in the beginning to really show like how isolated they are and kind of the unfolding mystery because they don't have that character that I fault a lot of times on this podcast who goes, oh, I've seen this before. This is exactly what we're dealing with. Like they piece it together from things like, you know, the Norwegian crew made a video of them basically uncovering this giant thing in the ground. And like they actually have to piece things together on their own at some points kind of make some educated guesses and say well like i think this might work we can test the the clean blood and see which one of us might be the thing that leads to a really great scene where they're all you know tied up and testing blood individually and you know like oh one of these motherfuckers is the thing that was pretty i thought that like it was a good idea i think it could have been executed with a bit more suspense my issue i think with the movie is that it's very male heavy in a way that i don't want it to be because you're introduced to kurt russell and he's like shooting whiskey he's a hard living human and you you just suddenly know like okay he's gonna be the guy who makes it to the end because of his like macho-ness and there was nothing else that protected him but he just had the macho is happening. Well, that flamethrower protected him pretty well. I, <laughs> but the other guy had the flamethrower too, but he was like too afraid to use it at times. And I really want a job where I get to use a flamethrower as much as they did. I, <laughs> yes. Well, maybe not this job. Okay, but. Okay, I don't know. I'll, I'll ask my question now. What would you have done if you were in this scenario and you made it to a point where you like, everybody pretty much understands that there's a thing and its cells can get into you. But if you, but if it's in open space, it will die. What would you have done in this movie? Cry in the corner and hope. Okay. <laughs> like hide, hide under a, hide under a desk and just let it sort itself out. I would have been, I thought about this and I'd be like, yeah, maybe that would be me. Cause in a zombie movie, that's definitely me. I have no ability to defend myself against zombies, but in this, I would have been like, okay, everybody go to a point in the Arctic field that we're in. We'll just camp there overnight. We'll reconvene the next day and they will be dead. Okay. But Kim, here's the thing. (laughs) It's very cold. So I don't yeah. know that camping outside is an option. Well, they have, like, one of them could have taken, like, one of their trucks. Like, they have the ability well, the vehicles to stay warm. Are just, the vehicles are destroyed At very early At the end of the movie. On. Oh, really? No. I thought it was the end. <laughs> no, that's why they locked that one guy up. Because yeah, the he goes. Cr- yeah, he goes crazy and, like, destroys any way that they would get out of there. That's and then like you find out later that minutes. they're using the vehicle part. Yeah, but... It's early on enough that they haven't fully appreciated the danger that they're in. Okay. Fair. But they have the ability to walk. <laughs> uh, yes, but again, they're they're very far away from anything. And that's what's going to save them. This is the thing that they keep saying over and over again. It cannot survive unless it has like a living organism in a, in a clear vicinity to it. So get the fuck out of that vicinity. So your solution to the problem is die. 
No, they are well-equipped but, human beings who have already survived in the Arctic. They can survive one night. Besides, they can where survive one night. <laughs> I think it's pretty strongly insinuated at the end of the movie. Spoilers that no, they can't. Granted, no, they, they are very no. Wounded. They can't at the end because they burned down their entire establishment. But also one true. night, take a few boards with you, take a flamethrower. Everybody seems to have one of those. It's like, you can do it. I, I admire your optimism. I'll be over here under the desk. Good luck out there. <laughs> yeah, we but know we know that, that doesn't goes. work because the doctor does that. And then, and then he turns out to be the thing at least my death is quick if i'm hiding under the death or hiding under the desk and they blow the place up that's true you're out there but if the thing gets the you first for 12 hours i can barely deal with ottawa winter i know you're well, that's different. your fault you, you thrive in in the cold i understand that so maybe but for if you, you had like different big coats and again sean a flamethrower but what is that gonna do <laughs> You bring some wood with you. It's not going to work for that long. You can make it work for that long. I mean, already it was malfunctioning in the, the scene they where they're trying to torch so that guy. Because well, there's a lot of things running around. Yeah. I do appreciate that they are very quick to handle problems in this movie. Like when they go yeah. into the dog kennel and they see the awful dog creature that has merged with the other dogs there's no we should study it or what's going on it's just oh set that on fire right now and everyone is on board and as they take each other down throughout the movie there's just this general well it had to be done attitude there's like one guy who goes well I've known him for when they torch a thing like I've known him forever he's my friend and it's just there's no time for that right now like yeah and I like that this movie propels Maybe that's like the part that because I did like that line because there is these guys, they're not necessarily the best of friends, but they're pretty close. And some of them are good friends, like that line suggests. And they are just tortured people left, right and center. And they're like, it was the thing. It wasn't him. But at the end of the day, you still lost your buddy. Yeah. Like there is no real. Like, once things get going, ah, um there's the movie doesn't really have any time to slow down like there's never there's no a emotion yeah i don't know i'm that's not what i was saying i'm saying that it <laughs> makes sense in the situation that you're not going to have time to sit down and go man this thing's pretty fucked up it's like yeah did i ever tell you about the time me and that guy who's now dead because he was he turned into a head spider went fishing and i can share this good memory it's like there's no time for that i think this dude's chest cavity has teeth in it we need to deal with this no, that's true. But I think there would still be like little hints of like the only emotion you get is fear or. Well, there's um, what we just said, though, like that one guy does have a moment of reflection to go like, wait, like that was my yeah. friend that just died. But we don't like there is literally no time to grieve. Like, But there's five seconds going. That line is five seconds. And is he talking to Kurt Russell? He's talking to somebody who just goes. Get he's, talking to, it. he's talking to Kurt Russell, who basically <laughs> just says like. Uh, what is the response to that? It's very much just it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Like we got, we got to, there's stuff we got to deal with here. Yeah. It's bugging me that I can't remember the exact line. Cause it is a very cold, like we got to, we got to go burn the bodies. Just something like that. Yeah. 
And I can appreciate it if that if that is Kurt Russell, but I think some of the other characters could have had opportunity to show us a bit more of the reality, like the emotional reality of what it would be like to be in that situation. I I can't fully disagree with that sentiment. It just, it's one of those that never, it doesn't actively bother me that much when I'm watching it. Yeah. Because I think there were too many hints for me with Kurt Russell. Like Kurt Russell is beautiful. And I will give a shout out to my friends who continuously always said Kurt Russell is a beautiful person. And I said, where? And I feel really bad about that because yeah. it's quite. He's does quite she nice. listen? Does your friend listen? She does. So okay. Do you want to apologize for, right now? Because I'm, I'm so sorry, friend. <laughs> yeah, she's 100% right. 80s Kurt Russell is, I mean, all Kurt Russell, but especially 80s Kurt Russell. Yeah. Go check out uh, Big Trouble in Little China. You don't have to do an episode on it because we already did. But that's like another John Carpenter, but much, uh, much more of a comedy. And man, Kurt Russell running around in a tank top the whole time. Okay. Making quips <laughs> and flexing. No, he's he's beautiful. But he like one of his first scenes is like taking a fistful of ice and shoving it into a drink. And he's just going to like, what does he say at one point? He's like, I just want to go to my shack and get drunk. <laughs> like, this is how he lives his life. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, before this movie starts, this group of people has been together, presumably for a while in this secluded location. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he probably would just want to go to a shack and get drunk. This seems miserable, even before an alien life form starts taking over their bodies. It's miserable in the sense that maybe if they were a little bit more open and vulnerable with their emotions, it could have been a different scenario. But he is like that hard, typical dude from the 80s who's like, this is how we solve problems. And I think that's the thing that puts me... It's not that it's a bad movie. Like, it is a good film it's got a good premise it's got good dialogue but it's too dated for me i would say in terms of like the characters and i will let myself out now goodbye (laughs) i mean i i expect i based on our brief conversation offline i really thought you were going to come into this knives out so i was was just i was ready to go on the attack more (laughs) But now I'm hearing things like it's a good film, whereas I thought you were going to come in and go, this is one of the worst pieces of garbage I've ever seen. It's not garbage. It's just it's too of its time for me who wants a little bit more character building in movies, I would say. I can't say anything against that because that's a personal (laughs) preference thing. Yeah. (laughs) And I can't say you're wrong. I mean, you are, but I shouldn't say it. I had another thought about, oh, because we haven't talked about the effects. You know what's not dated, though, Kim? Even like almost 40 years later? No, over 40 years later. Oh, God, we're all going to be dead soon. Oh, my God. Whoa. Let's let's take it. How are you doing, Sean? Are you okay? I'm not great right now that I've realized the thing which came out not long before I was born is 41 years old. Oh, wow. That was a that was a sentiment. Everybody send good messages to Sean after this episode. I'm just (laughs) matching the tone of the thing because it is not a very apparent. And it's worth noting when this came out, critics eviscerated it. And part of that is because it was just it's it is a 
it is a dour movie. Like there's not a lot of levity. There's Mm-mm. the like the big punchline of the movie is when the head sprouts legs and the reaction is is like you got to be fucking kidding me or it's like something like that. And the big final one liner of the movie is yeah fuck you too. So there's you know <laughs> some of it, but for the most part. There's not a comic relief character, really. No, there's not a lot of like cracking wise and poking fun at the situation. Like shit's bleak, and I guess it's people bleak, didn't like that. And it has a bleak ending. Like I love the yeah. bleakness of it. I love bleak films. One, I don't think we get enough of them because the general public just wants to be happy in their spare time, and that's fair. But I love a movie that loves to take the avenue down bleak road and really just like nonstop hit you on the head that life is hard yeah that's a good reminder to have (laughs) which is see you're matching the tone pretty well too i would say we're at basically the theme of today's episode is life is hard and then you're dead and then you die (laughs) which is essentially also the message of the thing because while again spoiler 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 two characters uh keith david and Kurt Russell are alive at the end. Their final conversation is essentially, we're going to just sit here and die together. Like, I think they phrase it as maybe we just rest here for or stay here for a little while, which is we're going to freeze to death very soon. Let's just have a drink and I almost not worry thought they about wrote it, it that way because Kurt Russell is so hot that they're just like, we can't kill him because we'll, well never get anybody back after that. That is maybe <laughs> the most suspension of disbelief thing in this movie is that Kurt Russell should literally be melting snow around him as mm-hmm. he walks because yeah. his hotness outdoes nature. <laughs> so even like when the when he gets close to the thing and his, and his flamethrower isn't working the thing should spontaneously burst into flame yeah yeah he has he has that against the thing is if you want to survive any horror movie you have to be hot and unafraid i was about to just leave it at hot but then you know there's a lot of hot people who die in horror movies yeah there are like Chris, Maybe with like alien movies. I'm trying to think now if there's any example where the coward does okay, but it's not oh, no. coming to me. There must be. Well, this is kind of the weirdest pull I can do, but I think it works. Gail's cameraman in Scream 2 ah. straight up bails. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, I'm going to say you know oh he's the coward if anything that's the smart move because he's like i understand what's going on and i i know your last camera guy got his throat slit i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. and that's the last we hear of him and i don't want to point to that as cowardly that is maybe the best move anyone can do (laughs) in a movie so but also the screen franchise is just like phenomenal holy fuck do i love those movies it's well done, Scream, because you've made it to six, and I can't say any of those entries are bad. I can say mm-hmm. one is eh, mm-hmm. but I can't say any of them are bad. No. Yeah, let's talk about Scream. Have you seen Scream right. 6? <laughs> I have. It's very good. It's up there with uh, the original, I would say. Me too. I think it goes one and six, but a lot of people honestly have given might- me... I honestly might agree with you. I would yeah. need to see, I would need to see four again, which I know you weren't huge on, 
but I remember liking it a lot. I just haven't seen it. I liked it. I just, I thought there was, I don't know. Like I also really like three and a lot of people don't like three, but I I like what they were kind of doing with it. Yeah. Three is the one I was referencing when I said one is meh. Yeah. Three just goes too far up its own ass. Like the Mm. later ones do too. And obviously there's a ton of meta stuff, especially in four, actually, and five, six, a little less, but three, it's just the entire movie is just meta. And like, I'm not a big fan of meta stuff to begin with. I often find it kind of lazy. So like in that, when the, the flash trailer, when Michael Keaton just says a line from the original Batman is like, in the fiction of the movie, there's no reason for him to do that other than he knows we're watching and we're happy that he said it. <laughs> like, you can't tell me he spends his whole life walking around going, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. That's a thing that I said before. It's like, no, he doesn't. The Flash doesn't know that. He's looking at you like, what are you talking about? Okay, I guess let's get nuts. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to revisit it to see what I think. I do. I, I love them all, though. Like, there's not one where I'd be like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. No, it's a remarkably consistent franchise. And I feel like once you start getting to the sixth entry, that gets trickier and trickier. I had another example of one franchise that's pulled it off, and I can't think of it. I mean, there's probably a few, but. Has there ever been talk of doing like a thing too, or is it just like, it's good because the ending is ambiguous and we don't want to touch it. So in 2011, they released the thing, which is a, I don't even know what you would call it. It is a prequel by definition because it, it it's about the Norwegian team and kind of the precursor and Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you don't want to know anything about the 2011 version, it ends with the helicopter pursuing the dog and arriving at the other camp. So it actually perfectly flows into the original. But on its face, it's kind of a lot of the same beats. So it is in a way kind of a remake because like, well, here's another team in the Arctic going, what is happening? We're turning into things. It's just they can also say, well, this is the team that it happened to first. So it's like, okay. Sure. Yeah, I, would, I would see like if they were going to redo it or make like a sequel or something, they'd be like, now what if the thing was in this like tiny village in California, like moving oh, around locations. The thing, but in <laughs> California is 100% a movie I would watch. <laughs> just a bunch, of dumb, <laughs> a bunch of dumb surfer. Like, I think the thing's in Calvin. I would totally watch that. Kelvin, do you want to go hit up some waves? Nah, I'm good. He's the fucking thing. Kelvin <laughs> always wants to hit waves. See, that, okay, you just got to something where I was like, this could easily be a thing to identify the thing, because the thing can't replicate consciousness or memory. So they could have just been like, are you the thing? And have asked a question, but it sounds like they didn't spend their time getting to know each other. So they couldn't even do that. No. I agree with what they do. You strap everyone to a chair and you flamethrow whoever doesn't pass the test. And you drug them. <laughs> and you drug them. I can't believe them. those people were like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm not going to fight this. And that's another really good, like the, the, the book, not the bookend, but like the bullet at the end of that scene, like it's already, you know, as they're testing the blood, it's like one of them is going to go wrong. And then when it does go wrong, 
the guy is actively mutating into the thing next to two people who are tied up and frantically like, oh, Jesus, please untie me so I can get away from this thing. Oh, it's so good. We didn't finish talking about the effects because I got distracted by our own mortality, but. <laughs> right. That took us. Well, that took us to like a good conversation. We got to scream yeah. and now we're pivoting back. Yeah. Uh, effects. Yeah. I, I, the thing is known for a lot of things uh, and stuff. <laughs> and naturally, one of them is the practical effects. And they. Yeah, they haven't missed. They haven't missed a beat 40 years later. Like the effects still look fantastic, I think. I think the effects where like people's bodies are still attached to the thing work. Like that's very unsettling. Like who's the guy who's alone in the room and he's like, he tells his guy to go away and he's just like, I just got to grab some stuff. And the thing is in a dead body right beside him. And you see like it latches out and gets him, but you don't see that part. You don't see the attack, but then his friend comes back in the room and it's just like the torso of the man, like moving next to the thing. That's good. But when they show you the thing, it's got too much happening. Like, I think oh, that see, was I also, disagree. it's too much like spaghetti being thrown around. But it's absorbing like, everything around it. So it makes sense at the end that like there's some dog in it and there's some person in it and there's some alien in it. No, that that was an interesting idea when the doctor's like, as you can see with this car- carcass, as he like pulls the flesh back on this bone structure. And he's like, it imitates the thing that... Like it physically imitates the thing that it's gotten into. I don't know what it's doing. Is it eating them? Is it getting into them? It's, it's doing something. assimilating them. Yeah. And so that's cool. But the fact that they showed me what they showed me, I was like, that would have been so much scarier if I didn't see it. And you just told me that line. Cause I could imagine oh. something way scarier. No, I want to see it. I want to see a head grow legs. I want to see the, the chest cavity open up. I like, but, there's that one really, really creepy part where like they chase the guy out into the snow and he looks up at them, like and the still in mostly human yeah. form, but with the messed up hands and just starts screaming. It's like, Oh, don't like that. I really, those moments are great. It's I, it's mostly the moment with the dog. And then it's just like the spiraling spaghetti coming out of the dog. And then you see like the thing in it's like wholesomeness there, but when it's still attached to a body, it's scary. The head was like, okay, this is kind of comical because that was uh, yeah, kind of weird that was, Yeah, I think that was them leaning because obviously with the like, you got to be fucking kidding me line. Yeah. That definitely was supposed to be sillier, but. That would have been the moment I ran out and lived in the snow for a night. Nah, it's, <laughs> like, it's, a, okay. it's just a head, Kim. A head you can punt. Yeah, but it's like they show you the, because it's the guy's chest cavity that opens up first, right? And then his yeah. head extends. And then his head like extends and falls off his torso. And just torso. slowly stretches till the skin breaks off his body. And that's all cool and fine. <laughs> but then you just see like this little head scurrying about and you're like, okay, this is just funny now. <laughs> it's especially damaging because in the 2011 version, they made a big deal about how like, you know, the or 82 is known for its practical effects. So we're going to go practical and avoid CG. And then they did this weird thing where they enhanced the practical effects with CG and it just looks like garbage. I could see that. Yeah. So there's just something and like, yeah, you can look at it and go, obviously, well, that's fake. But there's something always much more appealing of being able to point to a real thing someone built and went, that's fake versus computer fake, which is just 
a different kind of fake that doesn't work as well. This yeah. someone put in the time, like, you know what? No, if we're going to have a head fall off, you're going to watch as the skin stretches out and that head falls to the ground. Like we're going to, all... we're going to put in the time. It's, it's, it does have a different effect. You're right. Rather than CGI. Cause like, it's very, it's more of visceral. Like I felt it. Like I was very nauseous watching those moments. A lot of the horror reminded me of Alien too. I think the thing is, if I hadn't seen Alien, I could have appreciated this movie more, but Alien has like a cool hot woman leading the way. And this one just had no women. So I was like, I don't know. It's got a cool hot man though. I don't know, Kim, you seem really sad. You didn't get to watch a bunch of women die instead, which is pretty sexist. I would have preferred that cave movie you showed me where it's a bunch of women and they do all die, but it's like the interactions between them. I have shown yeah. you some great films. You and should thank be you so <laughs> happy. I mean, you know, I occasionally toss you a fear.com, but I gave you the descent. No, the descent. Now I don't know what, because I was like, I was, I was being sincere when I gave you the thing. And I was like, you're going to be so psyched. And obviously that's my own bias because I love the movie. It, it just goes because like in the descent, there's, they're working through that emotion and the trauma and like trying to get, to, to get onto each other's good terms again. There's just none of that in this movie. It's just like, okay, the doctor's the doctor. The Kurt Russell is like the hot leading hero. D- dog lover is a dog lover. Like there's nothing else attached to these characters. They're just like, okay. So when they die, I don't feel that bad. No, and the, honestly, <laughs> you know, me neither, but the movie isn't trying to do that. Like it's not. But it should. Like <laughs> It's like one, it's like a classier slasher movie where in a slasher movie, it's very rare to be like, oh, I can't believe the jock got it. He had, oh, that's so sad. It's just, you know, I, how's, I, how's the jock going to get it? And I think it's a lot of the same approach here is once you start seeing that what the thing is capable of, it's just kind of a like, well, what's going to happen next versus, oh, I hope this person doesn't die. It's like, I accept most of them are but I really want to see how it happens. Mm, Yeah. I need to be more invested to care. Like if I'm going to watch somebody's head stretch and the flesh is going to rip from their body, I'm just going to look at that and be like, Whoa, that's kind of (laughs) gross. So you need to be able to look at that and go, Oh, he's got a kid at home. I'm not going to be like, Oh, Clark. I didn't want Clark to die. (laughs) I need I need the investment because otherwise I'm just like sitting there eating and it makes me feel awkward that I'm just like, how do I not have like a bigger response to murder? Alien murder is different, though. Uh, Still a human dying. I'm sorry if you're hearing noises from above. There's like a sawing motion currently happening as people work on the flat upstairs, Uh, but had not so all good do you think they okay. felt pain like once they've become the yeah. thing like the dude whose chest cavity opens up is yeah. he in there with any awareness of like oh that hurts or is it like that's just it you're done once you're the thing you're the thing i don't know because it dep- i think it depends on like what level of the thing you are like is it first doing its thing to you <laughs> i love how there's no other word to use but thing no it's is- the, i mean 
Is it for, is it at first like latching and like, it can also spew as we saw with the dogs, some sort of liquid that burns you. I don't know. Yeah. They really sprayed that poor dog with something. Oh, that poor dog. See, I was invested in that dog's death and I wanted more of that. So you want, (laughs) like, so you want homeward bound, but with the thing. Like just yeah. a bunch of pets dealing with it. That would no. Be I want I want humans that I care for dealing with the thing. Like I don't know anything about this dog. I don't even know its name. And I was just like, oh no. They probably. Puppy. I bet they give it a name in the 2011 version. I bet that makes it way harder to watch this one because I <sighs> I haven't seen the 2011 version since 2011. But I, I, that dog's probably with them the whole time. And the lead in the 2011 version is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So who is who now? Uh, what would be a good frame of reference versus Mary Elizabeth instead? I'm going to look this I up. Mean, yeah, you definitely know her. Uh, my go-to is always Scott Pilgrim, but I feel like that isn't. The lead in that? She was the main. Yeah, she was. It's bugging me that I can't think of her name. Ramona in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, let's see. I don't think I know Mary... her from much. But oh, she was in Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yes, yes I like her a lot. she's the lead in Ten. Exactly, that's an excellent pull. I'm disappointed I didn't <gasps> come up. But. She was in Birds of Prey too. What a good movie! <laughs> so she's yeah, she's the the main character in the 2011 thing. So see, I want to have that. Your interest at all, but <laughs> but I want to have that reaction when I'm talking about the thing. Instead, I'm just like mm, these people died, and I don't feel anything. I'm trying to think of what I should assign you next based on what I'm hearing today. Do you ever see Ready or Not? It's not that old. Uh, no, most no, I don't think so. Okay. It's not a very old movie, but that maybe is what I'll throw at you next. Oh, is it character that... development? Um, <laughs> and will I and care a, for these characters? And a very strong female lead. Yes. So, Who is Played it? by... Um, gosh. I can't... Um, she's like one small <laughs> step visually from Margot Robbie. Oh, she's been in a, she's been in a ton of good stuff though. And I can't believe I can't think of her name. Is I'm she so the girl sorry. At the you beginning. Way better than this. Samara weaving. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, is she the girl at the beginning of, of scream, scream six? six. Yes. Yeah. So you, you starting that thought pulled the name. Samara weaving. Who is one of those, like, I'll see just about anything she does. Uh, yeah, Except she's the new the, movie that she's in right now. <laughs> what, Scream 6? Chevalier, or, I don't know, it's oh, some I'll period see that. piece. I'll yeah. watch that. I think I will watch it when it comes to, like, rental territory. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you have no choice now. It's been gone from theaters. It did not do well. So <laughs> Well, I can I can see why. But she is just like a bombshell. She is so yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's unfair almost. Yeah, like not just physically, like her entire personality that she brings. Like she was so adorable at the beginning of Scream 6 that I don't know if I should continue. I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> Technically, you already maybe did, but it's fine. What? Who was... I don't know. Who, Ready or not is a good oh, God, movie. yeah. It only sure. came out in 2019, so it's kind of unfair to be like, do we still like it? But you know what? 249 episodes? Yeah. There are no rules anymore. No, that was... I'm glad I stopped myself. Because, yeah. Anyways, she's wonderful. What were we talking about? How did we get there? <laughs> uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, finding you a movie with a strong female lead okay. to watch for our next episode. Okay. Um, I 
did take a couple notes for the thing. I mean, I'm getting pretty close to not having too much more to say. And I also feel like we're getting into risky territory with the distracted kid upstairs, but Mm. let me just make sure. It's a slow movie. So it doesn't like, I think we've talked about all the main things that happened. Yeah. I mean, just overarching. I obviously still love the movie. Uh, I don't disagree with you that obviously we don't have that emotional character connection with a lot of the characters, but I think just in terms of like atmosphere and effects and suspense and just like being a very tight package. It brings the suspense. It's very gritty. Like it, it it's, has yes. like a gritty feel that you only see in seventies and eighties movies that you can't replicate now. And I John do Carpenter really like that. Is, John Carpenter's output is excellent at grit. Well, okay. Let's, before we like, I guess you do have a kid, so we do have to wrap this up. But what what is your interpretation of the ending? Do they, is what, because I was reading, there's different ways of understanding it. I understood it one way because I'm too optimistic about stuff. Um, I always took it as, at that point, they've eliminated the main threat. Because the big threat in the movie is that they have figured out the thing could assimilate all life on Earth in a few weeks. So Mm -hmm. the main thing is we need to keep it contained here, which is, I think, why that one character freaks out and destroys all the ways off of the base. Yeah. Because his first thought is like, I can't have one of you with this thing in you sneaking off, hopping on a snowmobile and getting to the main populace. No. Although that would be interesting if that was the ending. (laughs) Like you don't know. And this one, only one person's getting away and you just don't know if they're the thing or not. But I think you answered my question why it can't be because it's two characters it's Childs and McCready and some people have speculated that Childs is the thing because he had disappeared for a portion but you would given what we've seen you would see some sort of sign that he was the thing not necessarily a few characters do keep it under wrap for a while like the one character who is exposed by the blood test at that point is pretty confident and it hasn't until like the blood is tested. And then he's like, yeah, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> Just like that too. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says, which is weird. It's like, that's pretty self-aware. He has jazz so, hands and everything. It's he does. It's very silly. <laughs> so yeah, by the end of the movie. And I also appreciate that the life form is smart. And by the end of the film has realized that it has lost and that there's nothing it can do. So it's goal at the end is to refreeze itself until another team comes to check on this team. And then it can okay start its whole cycle over again so their whole goal at the end is well we can't let it do that we need to take down all of this and my interpretation is they succeeded but at this point like there's no base we can't go inside there's no vehicles to get out of here so we've accepted that we're just going to have to like sit here share a drink and die but mm-hmm. you're right in that child's comes back and he's like where did you go oh i had a thing over there i needed to go check on so but even at that point, if he is, Kurt Russell is, in fact, sitting and sharing a drink with the thing, the thing's kind of done. So, like, yeah, he might be sitting and ch- having a drink with an alien life form, but there's Regardless. nothing for that alien life form to get into to get out of there. So, Unless it survives in the drink. No. Unless, it, um, well, I mean, it, hypothetically, I guess, if it's in Childs and freezes and someone shows up, I don't remember the rules. If it could just get out maybe not at that point i don't know 
I, I just assumed they were, cause they were two characters who clashed a lot in the movie. So I assume this was like part of the resolution that they were just going to put the differences aside and like die together as, as men do in this movie. But, and then I read like maybe one of them is the thing. And I'm just like, well, I don't know if I like that version of it. Cause I just, I don't know. No, Again, my, I always took it as the thing is dead, but so are they. Yeah, there's no way that that they're going to be able to do anything unless they get super drunk and then they just walk and then their bodies like, I don't know, are above natural forces. Maybe that's one way of looking <laughs> Maybe at they it, can I just suppose. drink a lot <laughs> and not feel the pain and make it somewhere. Is oh, there please. like nobody check like would somebody out in the ether of the world be like you know we haven't heard from this team in a while <laughs> i guess well the events of this movie unfold over a pretty short period of time so like yeah. yeah maybe they are supposed to check in every 24 hours but at this point everything's pretty much destroyed and it doesn't matter but that is the thing's plan it's like then they acknowledge they're gonna wait for the rescue squad so yeah i assume there is something in place mm-hmm. that's like uh you know that station's gone dark for two days Someone needs to go check on them. Ah, fuck, there's a thing here. See, if they made a sequel, that would be a good way to start it. Just like the chopper going back out to this exploded area and one person survived or one dog or something. There's definitely ways to keep it going. It is interesting. I think the 2011 version just kind of wanted to have its cake and eat it too by saying, you know, we're technically a remake, but we can also connect it to the original in a way that's not cheating. So, uh, um, but that I don't think did very well and wasn't that well received. Whereas this one wasn't well received when it came out, but then went on video and people started to discover it and go, oh, we were wrong. This is actually super good. I don't think that has happened. I don't think there mm-hmm. has been a 2011 revisionist history with that version yet. But I'm tempted this one, to watch we, it now. <laughs> like when this one, you should. I remember being at least decent. Um, but this one like really hurt John Carpenter because this you know, he's coming off of Halloween and I think it was like Assault on Precinct 13. He was doing well. And then this came out and critics didn't like it and it didn't really perform. So I think he had like a, he was supposed to have a contract to do more movies and they just chose to pay him the money that was in it to cancel that contract. And But the thing is now like a cult movie, is it not? Like people, is, when did I, that happen? Uh, probably like once it started hitting a home video and people started renting it and going, why didn't we see this? This is really good. Like, I don't know if people just listen. Then I, I read a theory that because it was coming around the time of ET, so critics wanted more, you know, oh, we want nice aliens, not murder aliens. And I don't no. know if that's actually true. I didn't look too deep into it, but yeah, I mean, he, it's not like it takes that long for him to bounce back, but he had a, uh, a contract with Universal. They bought him out. But then after this, he does like Christine and Big Trouble in Little China is not that far off. I don't know any of these movies except Halloween. I think, yeah, the, there's Christine's just two the killer of his car movies. Movie. The Killer Car Movie. And what happens in the Killer Car Movie? Car kills people. Because it's jealous. It's, you know, it's so he writes Christine's dude owner starts falling in love with a human girl. And Christine's like, I'm your girl and starts killing people. So he eventually writes an inanimate object who is more sentiment than the characters. Based on a Stephen King novel. Stephen King wrote it. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> the thing is following Halloween, the fog, uh, Assault on Precinct 13, Halloween, the fog, and Escape from New York. That is a hell of a run. And then obviously the thing I, we now know is part of the same run, but his but, 80s output is crazy. Big Trouble in Little China, Prince of Darkness, They Live, then a shitty Chevy Chase comedy in the 90s, and it all starts to... But, I do like his idea. Like, it's the same in Halloween, which eventually, like, they really hit home in the final one. But it's just like, it's like a thing. What do they call the the killer? Like, what do they call Mike Myers in the in the final one that just came out? The, the, shape? the shape? Yeah. yeah. Which is how he's credited in the original, too. Yeah. And I like that because it's absolutely terrifying. But, like... I think the thing with Mike Myers that gets so old is that you keep seeing him over and over and over again. You're like, okay. And then like the recent movie tries to do something different and you're like, you didn't need to do that. And then the thing it's like, it's scary until you see it. And you're like, it's just a bunch of spaghetti. Says me, nobody else thinks Yeah, (laughs) we'll agree to disagree on that. If you're going to show me all of those effects, I'm all in. Like, you know what? I I don't want to, I don't want to tell you, I don't want to see that because I do. I like the other effects, like when you see the bodies shape-shifting and whatnot, but the idea, uh, it's like it follows, it's like this this idea of this thing that you don't really understand and can't like put your hands on. The doctor physically puts his hand on the thing and as he's like, ooh, and he's touching everything. Oh, you know what? That's why he becomes the thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's two <laughs> different it approaches. Like, I agree with you. <laughs> it follows is all in the mind of, I hate this and I don't want to deal with that. Whereas this is just, you know, it's a small step away from a monster movie. And if you have a monster movie and you're like, well, the monster's over there in the trees, you can't see it. I'll be like, then what am I doing here? Well, it's just, it's just like this, a thing that has no limits that can still get you is terrifying. In my mind. But 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 this also taps into the idea of like, look, any one of your buddies could at any second now turn into a big old goopy dog monster it's like and that's scary but i have connections to my buddy so (laughs) that would be more terrifying but no i was kind of wondering something that freaked me out is that because they isolate the doctor and he still becomes the thing and i was like so the thing got him even when he was isolated but if you think about it he shoved his fingernails into the carcass and it's all his body i can't believe it took me this long to figure that out The thing is basically COVID. The whole thing is just an analogy for COVID. I mean, it's, it's true, probably yeah. an analogy for like the red scare and, oh, anyone around me could be a communist, but I don't know. We don't need to get into that. Yeah. Uh, I look, the thing is, Kim, I like my horror movies goopy. And this one <laughs> oh, is, God. this one is dripping in goop. I, I th- I'm a more thriller person than I am gore, but I love, the gore in this movie it's like aliens like it's the same kind of like we're gonna physically build and rip open the bodies i just don't like how they make this thing i guess oh and the music's really good and i actually bought this on vinyl so i don't remember the music it's good okay you can go you can go back and check it out yeah i'll Um, do that immediately (laughs) yeah um in the interest of winding us down before my three-year-old comes downstairs and is like daddy i peed Mm -hmm. um I do have to go to the bathroom too. So it's good okay. that we're wrapping yeah, up. Yeah. So it sounds like you at the very least didn't hate your time with it, which is sometimes no. all we strive for around here. I I definitely appreciate it. I definitely know that I'm speaking more from like a preference that I have, but I think yeah, which is what we're here to do. 
I I need a bit more substance in my character and not even that much. I just need you all to like maybe acknowledge that you live with each other for me to have some sort of reaction when you die. That's fair. That's um, a weird thing to say out loud. <laughs> I yeah, now for me this is still this is top tier. I uh, if I ju- I just watched this like 3 nights ago and if someone walked in the room right now and went, "Man, you own the thing. We should watch this. I'd go, yeah, we should put it back on. So I think it's going to be some time before I, I like, I've seen it. I feel like I don't have to see it again. Which, you know what? That's fair. Um, something you're currently enjoying? Um, well, I have been watching a lot of Dairy Girls, but I've already said that one. But okay. I don't know if I've said this one before either. There's a movie that was once on Amazon Prime and now it's on Netflix. It's called Horizon Line. It's got the lead in Megan, who's wonderful. Um, it's a bonkers. And it's also got Childs from The Thing very briefly in the He's movie. David. Does he play yeah. a badass? Uh, yeah, he flies his own plane. Uh, so um, without spoiling anything, the premise is these two people get on a plane that they need to get on to get to a wedding. Um, it's somebody's own plane. He dies of a heart attack and they have to fly it over open ocean in a storm. <laughs> and neither of them know how to do this. And it's like, it's pure madness. And if you're afraid of heights, it's really scary. I highly recommend it's so fun to watch if you don't take it seriously. So there's that. Uh, we literally, you know, our hand was kind of forced last week and we literally did a whole episode about the things we've been currently enjoying because I'm we had looking such a... forward to listening to that. I saw the description. I... It's like, oh, man, this is so cool. I mean, you know, full disclosure, it's one of those. Uh oh, uh, none, you know, none through you because you're always reliable, Kim. Uh, three records fell apart through no fault of anyone else. Um, just one of those like life was mad at all of us that day. I, I just have nothing so, to do ever. Yeah. So. That's how we <laughs> like it around these parts. More people could stand to learn from that and cut out a few things like their kids. Um, See, that's a big thing. I don't have children, so. They eat up so much goddamn time. That's what I hear. Love you up I there. Have children. Small child. <laughs> it took up a lot of time. Uh, yeah, so we were like, well, you know what? We've watched like a whole bunch of stuff that we've enjoyed recently and there's not going to be enough time to cover it in a segment. So we kind of knocked all of it out. And the thing that we're still enjoying this week, besides the thing, (laughs) is we're still playing Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, first time I can remember in a long time where my wife wants to just sit and play a game together. Like it's not two players, it's one player. I'm controlling it, but because you know, there's puzzles to solve. So it's good to have two people there and go, well, why mm. don't you try this? And, oh, I think I get it. And versus me, where I would sit there after 90 seconds, get frustrated and go, I'm just looking this up. Having another person there to go, uh, go look over there. Maybe that's something. And a lot of the time it has been something. Uh, so like the kids go down, she's like, let's play Zelda. And it's Damn. been a long time since the two of us have both had the time and interest to play a game together like six nights in a row now that's what we've done and like we're falling behind i haven't seen we have ted lasso's new and that ben affleck air movie is on prime now and it's like there's mm. a ben affleck movie available and i haven't 
watched it. And that's I forgot crazy. that you're a Ben Affleck. See, I look at that movie and I'm like, Viola Davis is so great, but I don't know if I can just sit through this. She movie. absolutely is, but man, Ben Affleck directed Viola Davis movie. That's like mm. yum, yum. It also like didn't have the run at a cinema I thought it would have. Like I thought it, it would it did well. Yeah, I it could did see well it enough doing that now well. <laughs> that Amazon, because it's an Amazon original, that they've now kind of reassessed their whole model and have said, okay, yeah, maybe we'll start doing more theatrical runs. Cause that movie made like fifty something million dollars. No, I could see it making loads of I also the cinema I rely on only plays like six movies at a time. So there's like a, a really quick turnout. But I was trying <laughs> to find it and I'm just like, wow, I would imagine it would stay out longer, which made me afraid that now cinemas are like really trying to like rapid fire really great movies at you and then turn it around and put something else out there. Yeah. I mean, the one near me has 24 screens, so air is still there. And I think yeah. Avatar might still be there. Like, they have the space. So Every time I go there, I'm always surprised to be like, whoa, you still have this movie. I really have to it's... look up what's playing there, because I think maybe I could see some of the movies I miss out on here. Probably. And they play, like, a lot of, like, foreign movies and stuff that I unfortunately never do that well, so they're gone after, like, a week. There's a movie oh, called Polite yeah. Society. I want to see that. Yeah. I was really interested in and it played one week and then was down to like one 10 p.m. show because I wanted uh, to go see it. I was like, well, that sucks. I would have ventured out for that, but now I can't. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to go see Fast 10 this weekend, which I always said as Fast X out loud. And then the other day said Fast 10 and went, oh, like <laughs> fasten your seatbelts, Fast 10 your seatbelts and lost my mind. Okay, um, I didn't even get. I just I thought you were like confused over the like Roman numeral. <laughs> no, I was like I don't know if that wordplay was on purpose. Probably not, but I'm very Fast intrigued about 10. this one because I've heard people who even like the franchise say, "Oh, this one's too stupid." Like, is Brie Larson I, in this one? She is. Okay. If after those previous nine movies you've stuck with it, and then this one somehow did something to make you go, "Nope, too dumb," I have to know what it did. Because the last one was so stupid. So I'm ready. I, that's what kept me going through um, The Walking Dead. Like I was not into it after the second season. And I very recently just finished every single episode. And I'm like, I have to be here. I have to know what people are getting angry at. I think that's what kept The Walking Dead on the air. Is people were, I don't, I don't think I've talked to a single person who even enjoyed watching it by the end, but they stuck it with it because they've been with it for that long that it's like, yeah. you know what? I have to see this through. But I don't think I have met one person who went, I don't know. I thought it was good right to the end. No, it was, it was painful. <laughs> apparently you have to like think about yourself and how you spend your time and you're like why do i keep doing things that hurt me yeah (laughs) the viewership apparently if you watch like a chart from season to season apparently it's just the most like yeah it's because they don't the thing is they introduce something in the very final season and i'm like whoa why the hell did you not introduce that sooner? And it's something to do with the zombies and how the virus mutates. And you're just like, this is what the show needed. Because every time a zombie comes in after the second season, you're like, oh, it's going to do that thing that it did all the time. Nothing different. Great. 
Yeah, that's kind <laughs> that's of what it. I've heard about that show. It, it was on for like, what, 11 seasons or something 11, insane? 11 long ass Yeah, is that there's only so much you can do in a post-apocalyptic zombie world before it's just the same story over and over. Like, we yeah. get it. Humans are the real baddies. We understand. It might they, be the bigger twist if you come to a village where everyone's actually super nice and everything just works out fine. Yeah, they were really like... The, okay, this kind of goes against what I was saying for the thing. They do, I guess they don't really do a lot of character development, but they do try to bring emotion into the game. And they're like, these are bad people and we're good people, even though we did bad things. And you're like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I super don't care. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's the thing, because I hear movement upstairs. Yep. Uh, thank you all for listening. Episode 250 is next, which is crazy that that's already, that I'm going to have to start thinking about 300 soon. Uh, thank yeah. you, Kim, for joining me here today. And as always, Kim is going to take us out with a classic quote from John Carpenter's The Thing. I already gave the line that I truly like, so I'm not going to say it again. Last time I was on here, I gave a line that made no sense and was stupid. This one matters because this one shows you just how good the script writing in the movie is. So this is it. We're a thousand miles from anybody, and it's going to get a hell of a lot worse before it gets any better. Hell yes. <laughs> Good night, everybody. So for all those things nostalgic, I asked to do it.